Welcome back to the Cody Felger Podcast. I am your host, Cody Felger, and I'm excited because today we get to continue into our series at looking at the entire Colts team for 2019, and specifically today we're going to focus and shift to the defensive side and look at the defensive line. And so Andrew Thomason is here with me again, and uh, I'm excited, Andrew. How are you doing, man? I'm just as excited, and I'm doing very well. All right, let's do it. And just so our listeners know, this is kind of how we're going to break down this podcast. So we're going to look at three different categories, position types, if you will. And how this is going to work is we're going to look at guys who strictly played defensive end in 2018, guys who strictly played defensive tackle in 2018, and then we're going to look at some guys who had some position flexibility or guys who potentially will have some position flexibility, whether that be defensive end, defensive tackle. And we're also going to talk about a guy who could potentially play some defensive end and Sam linebacker. I'm sure you guys know who that is. And so that's kind of how we're going to break down today's podcast. And so we're going to start first with the defensive ends. And so the first guy on our list, he's a newcomer to the Colts, but he's definitely not a newcomer to the NFL, and that's Justin Houston. And this guy, I mean, there's so much you could say about him. I mean, last year he had nine sacks. He didn't even play all 16 games. Uh, He had two sacks against the Colts in uh, the divisional round when they played them. And he was also the 2014 sack leader as well. And so he's just turned 30. And so Justin Houston, while he's getting up there in age, he still brings a lot of leadership to this defensive end group, Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You mentioned his sack numbers. He was the sack leader in 2014. And I actually listened to uh, a press conference that he held the other day uh, where he said that when he played for Kansas City in their 3-4 defensive scheme, um, he wasn't really able to have as many sacks as he would like. And so by coming to Indianapolis and switching to that 4-3 defensive scheme, he's a solely a defensive end. He doesn't have to worry about dropping into coverage. And he's excited about that new role. And I think that's really going to benefit him this season. I agree. And I think something that the Colts have lacked um, is really a guy who has you know can lead by example. I mean, they have a guy in Jabal Sheard who we'll talk about in a second, who is a very good player. But I think I've always thought of Jabal Sheard as that you know number two rusher, a very very good number two rusher. And so with bringing in Houston, he brings in experience as a dominant pass rusher as well as just leadership and guys seeing this guy has done it before and this guy will you know he can continue to do it and so can learn a lot from Mr. Houston and just learn a lot and he can I think he can just bring a lot to these young guys who are learning their moves still getting accustomed to the NFL acclimated to the NFL and so I think Justin Houston can just bring a lot to this Colts defensive end group and I think he already has and will continue to um, on and off the field and so Talking about the other guy on our list, another veteran who just turned 30, uh, Jabal Sheard. He was signed by Chris Ballard, actually, in his first year in 2017 in kind of that really rough year. But I think despite all that, Andrew, uh, Jabal Sheard has been a very good player for the Colts. You know, he hasn't necessarily been that dominant, dominant pass rusher per se, but he's been an all-around solid player. And so what do you think Jabal Sheard can bring now? I know he's still recovering. He, he's been sitting out of OTAs. What do you think he can continue to bring now as that Colts number two rusher? Uh, I think he can bring some of the similarities that Justin Houston Houston brings. Excuse me. Uh, I think we're going to see him a lot on third down just because of his veteran uh, presence and his ability to get after the quarterback. I've noticed that he's become better as a uh, run stuffer, and I think he's just going to bring a lot of um, – his pass rushing abilities and run stuffing abilities 
I think we're going to see those, I should say, enhance over the course of this season. Even though he is in his 30s, I think he's still one of the more intriguing and better pass rushers uh, on our roster. Absolutely. And and now I wanted to shift to two guys who were new to the Colts last year. We'll start with their second-round draft pick, Kimoko Ture. Um, he's 6'6", 220 pounds, so he's a little bit light for a defensive end, but I know he's, he's wanted to put on some weight there. Um, you know, he's had his moments. He had his moments last year where, you know, he had four sacks um, and then he kind of dropped off. He got a little nicked up near the end of the year. Uh, but Kamoko Terry's a guy with a ton of ton of talent, but he's a guy who's really working on perfecting his craft going into year two. And so what do you think, Andrew, that Kamoko Terry can bring to this team? And then what do you also think that he can improve on um, heading into 2019? I just think, you know, when he when we drafted him from Rutgers, I saw speed, speed, and more speed. I thought he played very well in his rookie season. Um, he didn't maybe have a whole lot of sacks, but that was because he was sort of a role player. He came in and out of the lineup as uh, as he was needed, and I see his role certainly increasing in year two, and I one thing I, I noticed too, Cody, is that he was working with Robert Mathis during the offseason uh, and working on his craft and where to use his hands and how to get, uh, you know, swipe offensive linemen away and how to use bull rush um, effectively. And I think, like I said, I think because of his work with Robert Mathis, and I think he has a lot of potential, I think we're going to see him improve very much uh, in year two. I agree. I would definitely agree with that. And I know that Kamoko Turi has voiced that, you know, this year specifically, he's looking for that one pass rush move. I think that's something that all great pass rushers have. You know, the Dwight Franey had the spin move. You know, Robert Mathis has those moves. And so, I think one thing for Kamoko Tori will be how to find that move, what that move is for him. So now through OTAs and, you know, heading, looking forward into training camp, it'll be interesting to see if Tore finds that move one and then number two, how effective it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll just piggyback off of what you said. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if he finds that move and if it's effective. You know, like you said, Dwight Franey had the spin move. Robert Mathis had all kinds of moves. And like I said, with his work with Robert Mathis, I just think he has a lot of upside to him. I think his ceiling is a lot higher than most people may believe or may think. And I think we're going to see major improvements in year two because of it. I would definitely agree with that. It'll be interesting to see how Trey improves going into 2019. Okay, the next guy, he was also a newcomer to the Colts in 2018. He was a waiver claim, Al-Qadim Muhammad, who was a guy who I think is kind of overlooked by some Colts fans, but, I mean, I think he, he played some pretty valuable snaps for the Colts in 2018. I mean, he played in 15 games, he actually started in four games, and he started some playoff games for them. And so I think he's a guy who, you know, former six-round pick of, of the New Orleans Saints, claimed off waivers last year by Chris Ballard, and I think... Overall, Muhammad definitely showed some things. You know, he's a very young player as well. Um, I think he showed some things. He's only 24 years old, um, and I think I think he, you know, he had five tackles for loss, he, 28 tackles. I mean, he played some quality snaps for the Colts last year, and so it'll be interesting to see how he battles it out with uh, the next guy on our list, Jerry Green, who was a seventh rounder from the Colts this past year. Um, who he actually has some pretty impressive stats. He had seven tackles for loss last year in 2018, and he actually had 11 in 2017. And so, you know, he's not necessarily a pass rusher guy, but, you know, he can maybe bring some juice to this defensive line as well. So, Andrew, my question to you is, 
What do you think both these guys can bring to the Colts, and what do you think will be ultimately the deciding factor to see who stays on the roster and who gets cut um, when the 53-man roster cutdowns happen? Uh, yeah, with Muhammad, I noticed last year, like you said, Cody, he started several playoff games for us, and I noticed I think he had a sack uh, or maybe two against the Texans in that wild card round. And then, like you said, his tackle for loss um, from last year really stands out along with Jerry Green's. And so I think really when push comes to shove, I think they both have a a good chance of making the roster, to be honest with you. Uh, I know I've said this, you know, over and over, but depth is, is something that is important to have. And I think you can never have too much of it. I know Chris Ballard has made that statement several times in the past. And I think that if they both bring unique and different abilities to the team, it might be best to hold on to both. It may not be bad to have a fourth or a fifth defensive end. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen it with Chris Ballard, even this off season. I mean, you know, with the safety position, he's definitely addressed that with the linebacker position in the draft. And, and even, you know, with the offensive line to a, to a smaller degree, it's like Chris Ballard knows how important depth is. And, I mean, you can even go back to that Kansas City game when the Colts were having to start guys that they signed off the street at the safety position. And so I agree with you. Depth is definitely important. Um, but if the Colts were to keep all these guys, it would definitely impact the next position group we're going to look at here. That's the defensive tackles, the strictly defensive tackles. And we'll start with a guy who is a former fourth-round pick of the Colts in 2017, Chris Ballard's first draft, um, Grover Stewart, who I think is basically the only big-body defensive tackle that the Colts have on their roster as of right now. And so, you know, the Colts are very high on Grover Stewart. And so what have you seen from Stewart, and what do you think he can bring to the Colts' defensive line in 2019? I mean, when you look at Grover Stewart, he's our only big-body defensive tackle we have right now, and so... I think we'll see him a lot on third and shorts to help stuff the run. And if he develops nicely, maybe over this season, he could potentially become a solid backup for us. And definitely, especially when you play, you know, the teams in the ASC South who are basically run first teams. You think Tennessee, you know, with with Derrick Henry and you think Jacksonville with Leonard Fournette. And then, you know, even Houston, you know, you know, even though they have Deshaun Watson, I mean, they still like to pound it sometimes, and so I think he'll definitely be valuable and very much leaned upon when the Colts play those teams similar to, to the AFC South opponents, and so it'll definitely be interesting to see how Grover Stewart grows, because I know Chris Ballard has always talked highly of Stewart, um, but we haven't seen a lot of him because of the players in front of him, but now with the Colts uh, you know, not bringing back a few guys, it's now it's like this is the time for Grover Stewart to prove that he belongs on this team. And so now we'll look at another player who was also a player that was brought in last year, a former second-round pick, actually, of the Oakland Raiders uh, back in 2016, Jihad Ward, who's a very, very young guy. Um, He kind of came in at the beginning of the year. He had three sacks in 2018. He only played in six games. Um, But he kind of showed some stuff. You know, he's 25 years old. He's a guy who has some talent. I mean, he was a second-round pick. And so what do you think Jihad Ward, now that he's fully healthy, can bring to this Colts defensive line? Yeah, with Jihad Ward, he's an interesting player. Um, I saw a Twitter video of him throwing a medicine ball into one of the Colts facility walls, and so that made me think that you know he's really improved on you know his strength, and he's you know like you said he had three sacks last year. His run stuffing ability, I think, can improve a little bit, but I also think too, Cody, he's maybe been overshadowed a little bit by some of the players that have been in front of him. And you know, I, I've learned not to question Chris Ballard when he sees talent, and he knows that there's potential there with any player. He's going to bring him in, and I think with Jihad Ward, um, you know, over time, as he continues to develop, as you said, he's a very young guy, he could potentially become maybe a starter in the near future. Yeah, 
I mean, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities for sure. And like I mentioned, he's a second round pick. So this guy, he, he has talent. He has a lot of talent. It's not like he was a, you know, undrafted free agent, not saying that they don't have talent, but it's like, this guy was drafted pretty high up there in the draft. And so this guy has some talent that he can bring to the Colts. And he's still young, still developing his craft, similar to, you know, Kamoko Ture and some of the younger players. Um, but yeah, Jihad Ward, I mean, he's not a small player. I mean, he's 290 pounds, so he's not small per se, but he's not, you know, Grover Stewart big. And so the next guy that we're going to look at now. Um, we're going to transition actually to looking at some guys who play different positions. Um, so that, that could be guys who play, you know, defensive tackle de- and defensive end. You can kind of rotate in there. Uh, or maybe some guys who play, you know, some linebacker who also have some rush ability. You probably know who I'm going to talk about. Um, but just guys like that. That's going to be our third category of guys we're going to look at. And so the first guy we're going to look at is Margus Hunt. Margus Hunt, if you don't know about Margus Hunt, he's a former second rounder out of Cincinnati. Um, he was brought in the same year as Jabal Sheard, so that's 2017, Chris Ballard's first year. He, you know, he didn't get, really get a lot of run um, in 2017, but you know, he kind of broke out in 2018. He really started off very hot for the Colts, I know. Um, he had five sacks in total in 2018. Uh, he actually, this is kind of mind-blowing, he had 13 tackles for loss last year. Um, and that's pretty impressive, I think, for a guy who was kind of labeled a bust in Cincinnati, honestly. Uh, and so Marcus Hunt now, you know, he's he's in his 30s now. But I think one thing that's interesting that I heard on a podcast before, uh, Colts podcast, was, you know, even though Marcus Hunt is in his 30s, I think that he's still relatively young. He still really has a relatively young football body because, I mean, he came into the league a little bit later in his mid-20s. And so Marcus Hunt really, I think... Um, you know, he, he flashed a lot in 2018, and I think he still has a lot of potential, and he's maybe not has as much tread on the tires, per se, as, as some of those, you know, 30, 31-year-old guys um, in the league. And so, Andrew, what do you think Marcus Hunt can bring now to the Colts' defensive line? You know, they brought him back this year. What do you think he can bring to this defensive line in 2019? Yeah, I mean, when you look at Marcus Hunt, it's another one of those sneaky good signings by Chris Ballard. He, you know, had 13 tackles for a loss last season, had a couple sacks against Philadelphia early on, and made a, a very key fourth down stop against the Cowboys late in the season for us, too. I think he could potentially become a starter down the road, if not, at the very least, a solid backup. Absolutely, and I think one thing that the Colts have really tapped into, and I think Marcus Hunt has started to figure out, is he's a giant human being. I mean, he is massive. I mean, he's 6'8", 277, so he is a giant guy. And I think that he's finally starting to, you know, develop some moves and, and find, you know, figuring out a little bit, like, I'm a big guy. I should use that to my advantage. And I think the Colts, one thing that I love about the this current Colts co- coaching staff is that, Man, when they find a guy, um, you know, specifically we, we notice it on offense a lot. You know, when they, when they find a guy who has a specific niche, you know, whether that be Eric Ebron, Naheem Hines on the Colts offense, I mean, they really just play that to the best of their ability and they use it for their advantage. And so I think the Colts have done that as well because, you know, Marcus Hunt started at the beginning of the year at defensive end and the Colts realized, heck, this guy's giant. Let's put him in the middle. Let's make him our nose tackle. And he was very, very disruptive there as well. And so... I think, yeah, I agree with you, Andrew, in a lot of ways. I think Marcus Hunt can do just a lot of things for you. Now, while I, he not may not necessarily be a full-time starter in 2019, I mean, he I think he might start. 
But if he doesn't, I think he can be a very solid glue guy for you, a guy that can do a lot of things. And I think the Colts, one thing that this coaching staff has shown is that, you know, if you have talent, if, you're, if you have a lot of physical attributes, they're going to put you in the best positions to win. Marcus Hunt is a very, very intriguing name for me. I was actually, you know, when the Colts made their roster cutdowns, I was, I was very kind of confused, I'll admit this, uh, in 2018 after the roster cutdowns because I was just like, Marcus Hunt? Like, why did you cut, you know, John Simon? You know, it sounds really bad now, but I'm like, why did you cut a guy like John Simon and leave a guy like Marcus Hunt? But now we see it's because the Colts realize that we can develop these guys, right? We can develop these guys who have this elite athleticism, this elite size. And so Marcus Hunt's really just an intriguing, intriguing guy to me. Another guy who is very intriguing was brought over by the Colts last year via free agency, also of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Danico Autry and Danico Autry he is probably one of my favorite players on the Colts defensive line simply because he's so disruptive in everything that he does you know whether that's defending the run whether that's rushing the passer whether that's blocking a field goal throwing it back to the Cowboys game blocks field goal in that game a guy like Danico Autry is just very intriguing to me he can do a lot of things I mean he also had 13 tackles for loss last year and he only played in 12 games he had nine sacks he blocked a field goal or two, and so a guy like Danico Autry, I mean, he think he's 27, 28, so he's still relatively young, and the Colts tapped into his potential as well, and so, Andrew, it'll be really interesting to me to see, you know, if Autry can play 16 games, how disruptive can this guy be? I mean, can he be a Pro Bowl guy? Can he be an all-pro guy? Because nine sacks in 12 games is pretty darn impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I have to agree with you there. Nine sacks in 12 games is extremely impressive. And I think Chris Ballard has made his name or his staple in the NFL. He's been notorious for bringing in guys that maybe people don't know too much about. You know, I remember when we brought in Autry on a three-year deal, and I've seen a lot of people in the, the comment sections on the Colts' different social media platforms, you know, what? Who is this guy? You know, they, they maybe don't understand why Chris Ballard would bring somebody like Autry in as a opposed to maybe a more star quality defensive tackle. But then you see, you know, Autry's capabilities and his 13 tackles for a loss and his nine sacks, and you think, okay, I understand now. Now I understand why Chris Ballard was maybe willing to spend a little less to get maybe somebody that people don't know about right away. Rather than spending a boatload of money on a star player, Chris Ballard went out and signed Autry to a three-year deal, and based on the numbers he had last year, he could potentially increase those this season, and if he can stay healthy and play a full 16 games, if he can, you know, increase those sacks. And, you know, if he can't, I can see him potentially being a pro bowler and an all-pro player as well. Yeah, it's really intriguing to see. Danico Autry just really intrigues me, and so I'll get off of that. Another guy who played both the defensive end and defensive tackle positions, last year he played a lot of defensive end with the injuries to that position, uh, but the Colts hope that he can slide in as that three-technique guy, you know, back up to Danico Autry, and that's Tyquan Lewis. And if you don't know about Tyquan Lewis, he was injured most of last year. Um, he was a second-round pick of the Colts in 2018, Um, He played a few games near the end of the year, um, and he actually had three sacks. He actually had two of them against the Cowboys. We keep going back to that Dallas Cowboys game um, because it was so good for the Colts defense. But he had two sacks on Dak Prescott that day, and he really flashed, I think, in that game. And he also had another sack, so he had three sacks in total. And so the Colts really like Tyquan Lewis, and I think it's really going to be good for him now um, to have, you know, a full offseason, a full spring where he is healthy. And, you know, 
you know, maybe it'll be good for him as well to have, you know, a set position. I know he's very position flexible and he can play both positions for you, but I think it'll be good, especially for a young player like Lewis uh, to really settle into that three technique. And I know the Colts really like the potential there of him, of Taekwon Lewis at that three technique position. And so, Andrew, what can he bring as a three technique? Yeah, absolutely. I think with Lewis, as you said, he was injured for most of last season. So I don't think we really got to see the full capabilities that Lewis uh, has. And going back to that Cowboys game, yet again, those two sacks came against uh, Tyron Smith, the left tackle. And like I mentioned earlier, Smith is one of the more elite tackles in the game. And when you have a rookie that is able to beat somebody like a Tyron Smith fairly easily. Um, I mean, I think that just speaks to his capabilities and what he's able to bring to the Colts team. And like you said, he's able to, he's very versatile. He's able to play both defensive end and defensive tackle. And I think with the Ben Banigou uh, selection this past uh, draft, maybe with him starting at defensive end, you'll see Tyquan Lewis slide in as a nose tackle more often this season, maybe where he's more naturally inclined. Um, but as far as his production goes, if he could stay healthy, I could see him also potentially having double-digit sacks. Another guy who I who I wanted to look at who may not necessarily be considered defensive line at this moment, but I know he's been getting an OTAs, he's been getting some runs with defensive end, is Ben Banigou, who was a second-round pick of the Colts this year. Um, he played for TCU. He was strictly defensive end at TCU. And I'm looking at some of his stats right now, Andrew, and we, we thought 13 tackles for loss were impressive. I mean, just take a look at these 2018 stats for, for Mr. Banigou. 18 tackles for loss, eight and a, eight and a half sacks. Uh, he had two fumble recoveries. I mean, this guy is disruptive. And I think, I think that he can just bring a ton to this Colts defensive end group. And one thing that I was interested in, you know, when the Colts first said, when they first drafted Banigou, they said, we're going to play him at Sam Linebacker. And I was kind of like, well, that's cool, I guess, but... I feel like this guy has a lot of pass rush ability, so I think you'd be kind of foolish to not you know, use him there at defensive end. And so it's been really, really cool and really, really good to see um, Banigou getting some run at defensive end because of how disruptive he is. And so my question to you, Andrew, is if Banigou, you know, goes down and plays defensive end for the majority of the snaps, what can he bring to the Colts? This guy's a very, very talented guy. What can he bring to this Colts pass rush? I mean, I think the better question, Cody, is is what can he bring? I mean, my goodness, you just listed off all of those stats there, and I'm thinking this guy has superstar potential. I know with Darius Leonard, we drafted him in the second round last year, and nobody really knew who he was, and then he came on and gave himself the, the maniac nickname, and I think Ben Banigou could potentially do something very similar to what Darius Leonard did last year, and I could see him playing Sam Linebacker. I could see him in a lot of third down, um, you know, in long plays when we need that pass rush to really come alive. I could see him potentially potentially taking over maybe Jabal Sheard's spot at defensive end, and that may surprise a lot of people. You know, a rookie taking over for veteran but if Banigou is that productive in college and he can bring that same level of production to our team and maybe Jabal Sheard doesn't have as good of production as he had you know his this last couple of seasons then maybe you could see Banigou sliding in for a Jabal Sheard and becoming a legitimate starter yeah definitely it's intriguing because he puts up both stats that are really really impressive that being the run game with the tackles for loss and also with you know the sack game and, and so it's going to be really interesting to see how Banigou is used by this Colts defense I think is a very 
very talented piece that can kind of be moved all over the place for the Colts, and that'll be really interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of our look at the Colts' defensive line group. And so, Andrew, I know you had a few questions. You know, we sent out a couple posts about um, having some, some fans ask some questions for our podcast on the defensive line. And so, Andrew, I know there's a few questions here, and uh, if you could read those off, that'd be great. I'll, I'll give my answer, and then you can give your thoughts as well. So the first question here is, what's the plan against heavy run schemes? Yeah, definitely. I think we already talked about this to a degree, Andrew, when we looked at Grover Stewart. I think with as much depth the Colts have at the uh, defensive line position with guys like Autry and Marcus Hunt and Kamoka Ture and Taekwon Lewis and even Ben Banigou, I think we're going to see a lot of different stacking the box um, plays, I suppose. And although I know that's can be dangerous, especially on you know, third and longs, because then that you know can freeze the linebackers and that opens up the seams for tight ends and maybe other wide receivers of the opposing team. But I think when you have as much talent and quality and depth as the Colts do, I think you take advantage of it. And when you have the opportunity to just get after it and stack as many players and safeties and linebackers in the box as possible, I think I think we'll see the Colts do that quite a bit this season. And then our second question is, assuming Justin Houston draws doubles, who has a breakout year? Man, what a loaded question. <laughs> but I love this question because, like we were just mentioning, like there are so many guys who could have breakout years. It's insane. Um, but I think a guy that I'm looking for and I really want to see breakout is Kamoko Ture, who's a guy we talked about who has loads and loads of potential. You know, the Colts drafted him very high last year. Um, and the key will be for him is developing that pass rush move, like we mentioned. And so I think Ture has a really good chance to break out with Houston getting all of those looks. I also look at a guy like Jabal Sheard, who, you know, it may surprise a few people, you know, since he's 30 years old. But I think Jabal Sheard was really getting a lot of the attention since he was the Colts' number one rusher there for a while, but he was a very productive guy. I mean, he, he puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback when healthy, and especially going back to 2017, I mean, I know pro, fo- pro football focus isn't like a lot of Colts fans don't really like pro football focus or whatever. I'm not really a huge fan myself, but I mean, he was in the elite category in 2017 as far as edge defenders go, and so I think Jabal Sheard can really, you know, maybe see his stats increase a lot with Justin Houston getting a lot of those double teams. Um, you also mentioned Ben Banigou, who I think is a very good option as well. Um, it kind of depends, I, th- I guess, where the Colts play him and, you know, if he's strictly going to play more Sam linebacker or if he's going to really play defensive end or if it's kind of a mix. It's yet to be seen, but I think he's another guy who could break out if he strictly plays defensive end for the Colts or he plays the majority of snaps at defensive end since the Sam linebacker really doesn't get a whole lot of snaps, you know, throughout the course of a game. And so those are three guys who I think have really good potential. If you're making me choose just one, I'm probably going to stick with Toure just because I think he has a lot more I think he has a lot of raw talent compared you know to Jabal Sheard who has been there and done that and we kind of know more of what Jabal Sheard is as compared to Kamoko Toure who we saw flashes of but we don't really know what he can bring we have an idea but he could bring a lot um, that we don't really know right now so I'm going to say Kamoko Toure I'm going to stick with him strictly because he is a defensive end we know that he's a defensive end and I think he can bring a lot into year two. 
Yeah, I'll just sort of piggyback off of what you said, Cody. I really like Kamoko Ture to be a potential breakout star in year two for all of the reasons that you had mentioned. But another player that I'm really uh, intrigued to see is Taekwon Lewis. I'm really, really high on him, maybe even a little more so than, than Kamoko Ture. I think Taekwon Lewis's ceiling is a lot higher than what maybe a lot of people expect. And I think that he could potentially be a breakout candidate uh, in year two if he stays healthy. Yeah, that's always a good choice. See, my 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 thought process, I guess, was I don't know if that question was specifically asking like defensive end, which defensive end breaks out or which defensive lineman breaks out. And so I just assumed he meant end, so I was going end. But I definitely agree with you. Tyquan Lewis definitely has a lot of potential to break out in 2019. And so... And there's so many guys. Like it, It's absolutely wild. And I know I've mentioned this time and time again, so I apologize to our audience if it's kind of redundant, but there are a lot of guys who I think could break out. And so whoever you pick, I don't think it's a bad pick at all. And so, yeah, I think that kind of wraps up what we want to do today. And so, Andrew, thank you again, man. And we'll be back soon to talk about the Colts linebackers.